0: Welcome to the Manifestation Babe podcast. My name is Catherine Zinkina, and I'm a master mindset coach and success strategist for entrepreneurial babes just like you. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, your business, your finances, and helping you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that you want. It is my duty and obsession to give you the tools the resources, strategies, and teachings you need to manifest the reality of your wildest dreams. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of personal development to maximize your impact, your influence, and your income. If you're ready to get your ass kicked to the next level, then you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th, and I can't wait to see you there. Hello, gorgeous souls. It is Catherine from manifestationbabe.com, and I am back on the podcast today recording an episode with my fiance, Brennan. And the reason for um, this interview today, I wanted to address a super important topic that I've seen be requested a couple times. Um, I know We know that we have a bunch of new followers on the Manifestation Babe Instagram and the Facebook group and just new listeners on this podcast in general who don't really know uh, very much about our story as a couple, yet they see Brennan on my Insta story. Brennan pops into my Facebook group. He's always the sassy commenter joking around with everyone. And those of you who have gone to my Bali retreat, you know Brennan as Uncle Brennan because he's essentially the security guard who's always concerned with everyone's safety and just absolutely loves all the women that follow me. And he is um, the first manifestation babe, um, also known as Manifestation Dude, or Manny Bro as we call him. So I wanted to come on... uh, I got a question and the question is that I get all the time is how do you guys vibe on the same wavelength? Uh, people see Brennan and I uh, as traveling the world together constantly. Um, we are in business together. We are listening to the same podcast. We are listening to the same audiobooks. Brennan has finally opened himself up to Abraham Hicks, which is something that Oh my God, two, what, what would you say, two years ago, you would look at it? Abraham Hicks. What would you think of Abraham Hicks two years ago? Witchcraft. <laughs> there you go. So, Brennan, I wanna interview him and kind of get into his story and where his mindset was before we met, kind of his story, his programming, his childhood, and where we are now. And I really, our intention is to inspire you through this podcast. To learn that, yes, you can totally vibe on the same wavelength as a couple, even if the woman and the man or the woman and the woman or man and the man, how, you know, the partners, each separate partner is coming into the relationship on different ends of the spectrum. I would say that Brendan and I were complete opposites in our awakeness and awareness and kind of um, um, attunement to this law of attraction world and this spiritual world and this world of personal development. And so Brennan, I want to you want to introduce yourself? You want to say hi first?
1: Yeah, I'd like to say something. (laughs) Thank you, Manifestation Queen. Um, Yes, I am Brennan O'Keefe. I'm from a a small town, but I'm from Olympia, Washington. I grew up just a a beautiful 30-minute drive south of where I met Catherine at Gig Harbor, despite her LA roots. And um, I came from a very uh, uh, traditional... Uh, 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 Midwestern upbringing in terms of values, Um, I would say I was um, a Midwest transplant, if you will, um, in the state of Washington. So uh, we'll delve into that a lot, guys. I know you see a lot of me. You may wonder who the heck I am, who's this guy uh, with, uh, who's the guy who's the admin for the Manifestation Babe group? I am Brennan. Um, You're welcome to tag me, say hello to me. Um, Sometimes you'll see me in emails. What's
0: your Instagram? some people are in the group.
1: I have two Instagrams. One is Brennan King O'Keefe and one is The King's Method, which Catherine loves to tag me in. Uh, both offer glimpses of my life um, and uh, I enjoy contributing to both of them. But I first want to mention to you guys, um, as there's sticky notes spread around our apartment, that um, we just realized that Catherine sold over 11600 137 books in the past under 12 calendar months and you guys i cannot even express the the level of gratitude and appreciation that is you guys we cannot buy them all sure we've given away 20 or 30 of them but to have that kind of commitment and that kind of appreciation that kind of support from you guys that that just means the world to us so thank you so much for that uh you know our Our Facebook group is now almost at 41,000. I just scrolled past an Instagram photo from just over a year ago where Catherine had 17,000 people on Instagram. So if you're new, welcome to the community. Um, If you're old, thank you so much. And guys, we look forward to doing awesome things together.
0: Yes, amen. Thank you guys so much. So, Brennan, where were you right before we met? Like going into the relationship? I remember exactly where my mindset was at and and how I went into our relationship kind of when we finally met on Tinder, which, yes, we did meet on Tinder. I was coming from a Tony Robbins high. Like, I just finished my first Tony Robbins event. I came home. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend of six years because I realized that that relationship was so unfulfilling to me. I went gung-ho with my business. I My confidence levels were just so high. I was like, holy effing shit. Like, my life is about to change. I was just... Killing it in terms of my mindset, and so I was really diving deep into this Tony Robbins guy and Law of Attraction and manifestation, and I had goals written all over my room and sticky notes and affirmations, and my vision board basically dominated my whole room, and I just knew where I was going. And typically, I know that with my ex, he wasn't really a t- we did not vibe on the same wavelength. He was he was actually more positive than naturally he was more positive than i was i had to grow into a positive mindset he kind of through personal experience not so much um learning from mentors but from personal experience he kind of learned to maintain a positive mindset because he had such a kind of neglectful um, um, teenagehood. Like uh, He kind of had to raise himself and kind of survive on his own and um, really actually used work. He worked like, I, I don't know, over 40 hours a week as a high school student because work was his escape. And he developed from personal experience, just from his own triumphs and tribulations that a positive mindset is so much better than the negative one and i actually kind of was raised um um i not raised but i remember being a very like salty bitch especially as a teenager like i was just so jealous all the time um growing up with um growing up in LA especially seeing all these, you know, rich kids with their brand new cars and, um, you know, I'm constantly being told that we can't afford that lifestyle. And I'm just like, you know, I felt like life was so unfair to me and it wasn't until I really dove deep into my online business that I realized my online business cannot take off unless I develop my mindset. And so when I met Brennan, finally, I was just at this, not so much peak, because I'm definitely a much higher peak right now, but I was kind of like, I was serious. Like I was gung ho about not letting anyone bring me down, not letting anyone hold me back. And that I am going to, that was when I declared actually, I always talk about, Um, you know, the year when I said, I'm going to give it one year. And if I fall flat on my face by the end of year, then I can go back to my old way of thinking, my old thinking patterns, my own habit, my old habits. And so I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to give it one year. No one's going to hold me back. If someone doesn't agree with my lifestyle, doesn't agree with my belief systems, fuck them. Like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm an independent woman. I want my own money. I want this and that. And so that was my kind of energy walking into this relationship. Where would you say that you were?
1: (laughs) Uh, I I was pretty far from that from that peak. Um, (laughs) It's funny thinking back because Catherine still guys is doing the same behavior she was then Uh, personal development is her music. Um, Personal development became my music. Uh, it was not though. Um, uh, this is the girl that was listening to to podcasts in the kitchen. Uh, she still does that <laughs> more than cooking. while cooking. And and I was the opposite. I was listening to to rap music that was incredibly inspirational, as you might imagine. Um, no, I came from a very different place. So you I know. think you
0: were receiving inspiration from the news station, actually.
1: I was receiving. Uh, I, I uh, so just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit of my background. I. Um, it took me a little bit longer to graduate college, um, but um, I uh, graduated from the University of Puget Sound at Tacoma with a, a bachelor's in um, in uh, finance and economics. And um, uh, my whole time there, I actually had run a personal training business, and it had kind of started out as a kind of like a side venture, a side hustle, as we all kind of refer to it as. Um, but I was really good at it, and people really love me, and they love to pay me for it. And I had fantastically loyal clients that I delivered, you know, uh, absolutely executed, um, uh, you know, workout plans for and was there for uh, on the relationship side as a friend, as a mentor, as a as a coach. as. Um, just as a support network for people who really were searching for something that they didn't have. And uh, it became a very, uh, honestly, lucrative side hustle. And uh, just by happenstance, um, one of my clients moved into a, um, uh, a building, actually, a condominium that would kind of launch a phase of my life. Um, I began training her away from you know where I had typically been, um, and uh, began to just draw in um, uh, attention. It's kind of interesting. I I realize now that was perhaps the power of a law of attraction. But do not be confused, guys. <laughs> law of attraction was heresy to me. I, I mean, these things from my background. Uh, uh, talking about uh, energetic fields. Actually, this is a funny little anecdote. Excuse me. I have to go here momentarily. My mom, when I was probably 12 years old, uh, took me to see who my family uh, very fondly referred to as the witch doctor, because she literally had me blow my nose in a tissue, hold it three feet away from my body, and then made humming Buddhist, uh, meditative sounds as she proceeded to feel my force fields. It decided to tell me that I was allergic to 15 things amongst them, gluten and wheat amongst them, eggs amongst them, grape juice amongst them, every goddamn fucking thing that I possibly wanted to eat. And then one or two more. Um, and so as you can imagine, my background was not very vested in, in, um, in energetic fields, um, uh even um considering them as <laughs> real. Um so that's just a funny little side note. Um back when I took my business from kind of a side hustle into a real business, um I began attracting in people. And it wasn't because I was advertising. Matter of fact I wouldn't I, I grew my entire business through word of mouth. Um, but what really happened was I was so good at investing my energy in others that other people around saw that. And so what kind of happened was I built this business and at one point I tried to scale it and I couldn't scale it because it was me. Um, And so um, I ended up uh, recognizing that perhaps I wanted to go a different direction. So that was kind of the first stage. There was the college, uh, university, education stage where I really developed my entrepreneurial spirit and actually was fairly successful doing it. and then after that, uh, I went through a, a number of different stages, but let's just suffice to say, let's call it regression. Um, I regressed from my drive and my hunger. I, redre- I regressed from my self-confidence.
0: Why was that? Because this is a super important thing that I constantly talk about. Who you surround yourself is who's going to influence you. Why do you think that you're kind of passion? Why do, why do you think that you regressed? So it's a good point to make.
1: So... Um, it is a good point to make. I regressed for a number of reasons. Um, I think I regressed because I succumbed to my fears and limiting beliefs. Um, I succumbed to, uh, caring what others thought, uh, especially my, my ex significant other at the time, uh, really, um, uh, was with me in the good and wasn't so with me in the bad. Uh, You know, she was there in body, but you could feel her fear. You could feel her uh, just smelling limitation and concern. Um, uh, And she was a great girl. She was a fantastic person, but it just didn't provide me the support and really began to I, I I take responsibility for absorbing that. I absorbed mm-hmm. that energy and it became my identity. So even subconsciously, I didn't realize I was absorbing it, but I absorbed it. And it pushed me away from my entrepreneurial drive. It ended up having me shelve my personal training business. Um, I had a fantastic year in Australia where I went and I worked my tail off on a cotton farm, driving enormous 80 ton machines after graduating with a professional degree. Um, and I really, it was my escape. It really was my, my escape guys. So I have had all these different journeys, but really it's kind of interesting to look at it as kind of a, um, I had my first inspired entrepreneurial drive when I was probably 10 to 12 years old. And I really carried that through my age 21, 22 years. And then through a course of a relationship. Really allowed that to dwindle. I really allowed my self confidence to seed and crumble. Um, and uh, there was a lot that I learned from those experiences. So when Catherine met me, I had kind of sloped out of that downturn, but I was still very much in a toxic environment. I was working, um, uh, working at a trading desk for a finance, uh, and investment firm in Seattle. And, um, I mean, the news was my coffee, the news was my food, the news was my sleep.
0: Can I just say um, super quick that I remember when Brennan and I just started dating? Obviously, like we would see each other a couple times a week for a couple hours, you know how it is when it starts, and uh, he would come over. And literally every time he'd walk through the door, he's like, something horrible happened today. (laughs) I mean, something just, the world's just horrible. And I just look at him like, don't, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't care. Like, don't tell me what happened in the world. Not that I don't care. You it know? took a
1: couple weeks to get there, but she's right. Yeah. At first, it started by not acknowledging those negative things.
0: Wait, we'll get there. <laughs> I just want to say what he would used to do. He used to come in and just be like, oh, the economy. The economy's crashing. Or no, work sucks. Because his literally everyone's mood at work used to be driven by whether the stock market's in the red or the green. And so actually, I could tell what kind of mood Brennan was was going to be when we see each other that night because before he'd leave work, before the trading desk would close, I would log on to my, I would open up the stocks app and let me tell you, I never ever felt compelled to look at the stocks at but now I was dating this guy whose mood depended on the stock market so I would see the red and I'd be like fuck he's gonna come over like upset or I'd see the green you know if it's in the green I'd be like yes it's gonna be a good weekend he's gonna come he's gonna be in such a good mood his boss is in a good mood probably let him out early like life is good and so I don't know if you guys can relate to people who are very like their mood depends on their outside circumstances I would say that's kind of where you were at the yeah, time yeah, that I, was re- I was
1: very much a buyer. Byproduct of my environment, Uh, my behavior was a byproduct of my environment. Um, You know, like Catherine says, it's a really great analogy. But um, a lot of times, what happens in financial markets is influenced by events in the world. So it's not so much just that I would be grouchy if it was. Red, but also bad things would happen in the world. And guess where I was pouring my focus in, guys? It When Catherine says, beware of what you're consuming. Beware of what you're feeding your mind and your ears. Beware of your language. Language is so, so damn powerful. You don't even realize that your significant other has a TV on in the background. You may not even be watching it, but you don't even realize that your subconscious mind is always listening to oh, it. Yeah. If you simply flipped on classical music, you might be at net neutral. Um, if you turn on positive personal development or, or self-growth or something spiritual or something, I, that's going to that's gonna be uh, a net positive. But if you constantly have, I don't care if you listen to CNN. I don't care if you listen to Fox News. I don't care if you listen to Bloomberg, the New York Times, the, the Economist. Listen, I've absorbed all of them. As a matter of fact, it's only been the last few months that I've actually been able to absorb media in tiny doses for my benefit. However, it doesn't matter what you listen to, guys. It's that you listen to any of it. It's okay to understand what's going on in the world without focusing your energy in that. Mm -hmm. And I think what Catherine's getting to is the environment I came from desperately relied on what was happening external to myself to, to decide or to influence or to impact my internal representation of how I was, the state I was in.
0: So one more question I have for you. I hope you guys can see how we really were on opposite spectrums at first. And I know that a lot of people come to me, they're like, Catherine, I I think I found my soulmate. He's perfect, but his mindset is just dragging me down. Or (laughs) Catherine... Um, like my husband, I'm on this personal development journey. My husband is just so negative and all these things. And he's so like affected by his boss and circumstances. And so I want to let you guys know that I totally get it. And everyone looks at our relationship now. And first of all, people think we have the most perfect relationship. But if I told you that we already restarted this podcast, cause I snapped at Brennan for breathing too loud and also how we literally, I mean, every single day we'll get into some ridiculous fight. But you guys have no,
1: no I, we idea. We are
0: so far from perfect, but I would say our mindsets are pretty in sync right now. And it didn't happen by accident. I didn't, I didn't r- walk into this relationship with someone who was very spiritually developed. I obviously had some growing to do myself. So sometimes it could be you who's a little bit less developed and you want to know how to catch up to your spouse. So it doesn't matter where you are in your journeys. Just know that it doesn't matter where you begin, as long as both of you are determined to kind of um, to pursue this bigger purpose in life, and to pursue a more fulfilled life, and to uh, grow yourselves and really develop yourselves, you guys will catch up to each other. And it doesn't. And I'll get to this point later because as we share kind of our stories and tidbits, I want my intention is to share with you, ladies, especially that you cannot push your partner into this mindset. You cannot. Push them to want to listen to personal development. You cannot force them to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and go to masterminds and invest 75 fucking thousand dollars into a mastermind. Like if they're not ready for it, they're not ready for it. But again, this is just a span of two years, you guys. In two years, just two years out of the let's say you're married, right? Or you're in the long-term relationship. Two years out of the 50 plus years you can be together. Is it worth it for you to just be patient and just Just to be the example for them and to be the one that keeps your side of the street clean and makes up your side of the bed and just keeps everything as high vibration on your side of things to be able to influence others. It is totally worth in just a span of two years. But before we get into that because I want Brennan to offer his tips on how to help your partner kind of grow without pushing them into anything because I think that that's kind of the example that we've set for other couples. Brennan, I wanted to ask you what did you when when you used to walk into my bedroom and see my my goals and my affirmations and my um, quotes and stuff and my vision board and the way that I talked about things and talked about the law of attraction because I know it's kind of toning it down in front of him before I used to not you are
1: totally toning it down I'll cut in well, oh.
0: hold on I used to like I used to not say the words law of attraction or manifestation Um and I remember when I started the company Manifestation Babe I literally was too scared to tell him what I just named my website because I was convinced he'd be like I'm sorry what do you expect to create a business out of like what like, I
1: hated the name and I did. couldn't have been more wrong you guys yeah. I hated the name I was like what in the who in the hell is gonna follow manifestation, babe? Well, guess what? A hundred thousand people later, I'm willing to admit that I was a little bit wrong. So thank <laughs> you for proving me wrong. It's been the biggest blessing.
0: <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about kind of what your what your thoughts were.
1: I thought that I was attracted to your drive because I was definitely driven myself, although my, my, the type of drive that I had had shifted, uh, uh, many different times in different directions. So I was definitely attracted to your drive. And I think that that's a human, I think that's a human characteristic. Typically you're attracted to people who share similar things to you, even if how you approach it has polarity, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I thought you were wonky. <laughs> I thought you were a little wonky. I mean, you were Why? a little... Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, she was really cute, you guys, to be quite frank about it. But she would just be like... I I, I remember her telling me things, if I recall correctly. She's got the superwoman brain over here, so uh, let's see if she corrects me on this. But I remember her saying things like, just give me a few minutes to write. And she would kind of like she would kind of like presuppose that I would think it's stupid. So she would do it or she'd be like, oh, yeah. I just need a few minutes to journal. Is that okay with you? And I kind of would chuckle myself like, <laughs> write your woo woos. It's all good. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to like literally make sure I meditated before you came over. Um, the journaling thing. I remember one time I would just really, when I got into like binaural beats and like hypnotic kind of um, things to fall asleep to, I remember literally <laughs> trying to hide it, but then being like, Brennan, we're just going to listen to something at night. It helps me sleep. And really all it was, was like these constant money affirmations um, and like subliminal messages. What else do you remember me doing? I remember, how did I explain my vision board? Or What did you think of my vision board?
1: I uh, Guys, if there's any guys out there, you'll appreciate this. I thought it was really basic, <laughs> to be quite frank. I mean, you know, it has a... It has nice things that we all want, but you know what? What, what do typical people say? What do what do ninety nine percenters say? Like, oh, nice vision. Yeah, like who needs a Benz? Like, okay, Gucci bags. And it's funny looking back now because now I'm the one saying, "Hey, Catherine, you don't even remember what was on your vision board in your room, but I do, and we just checked it off." Yeah,
0: it's crazy. My vision board that um, I had at the time in my bedroom when Brennan and I met. Just two years later, I've, I've changed my vision board since then. Um, and so, but the I original
1: remember, one was almost 75% checked off.
0: Well, wait, I have like, I've had vision boards since I was 16 years old, but this specific one had Bali, Rock Bar in Bali, Bali in general, the ring that I'm wearing now on my finger, it had um, Whitehaven Beach on it. Uh, was it Whitehaven or 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 something somewhere in Australia that we checked off? Like all these experiences and the and the per, the Louis Vuitton purse that I wanted. Everything is about yeah, seventy five percent. I mean, I don't remember most of it. I, I don't remember some of it, but most of it I do. And all those things that I do remember, we have now checked off. So pretty cool stuff. What else did you think?
1: Um, she really was. It was really annoying at first, to be quite honest was how unwilling can you was relate to listen.
0: with your husbands or partners being annoyed with you and being annoyed with the things that you 're listening to and the things that you 're doing and you're journaling keep listening I want to come <laughs>
1: back really quick to any, I know that there 's some of you who listen with your significant others, and i 'm just going to share an analogy really quick for the gentlemen out there. you know ladies or 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 guys um, you cannot force your partner to do anything it 's the quickest way to failure. Tony Robbins used to talk about how he would make people break through. He would actually get them to the precipice of a significant transformative moment and he would just push them through that portal and we learned he doesn't do that anymore because it doesn't stick. Mm-mm. Because behavior doesn't stick, it's not the identity, and in order to get there, you have to do it yourself. So the thing is, is that no matter how much you push him, no matter how much he puts a little band-aid on there by doing it once or twice, if it's not coming from inside because that desire and hunger is there to do it, it won't happen. But let me tell you exactly, guys, you on a on a on a sports team, a basketball team. Everyone can want to win the championship. Okay, Everyone goes in the season. Every single time. I actually heard this on Lewis House, who's Catherine's mentor. But every single guy who's ever played sports knows this. What do you do at the beginning of the season? The coach sits the whole team down and says, what's our goals? What are our goals? What are we going to accomplish this year? Everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to win. So everyone wants to win the championship. There's a difference, though, between the people on the team that want it And the people on the team that are willing to do anything to get there. Wanting it isn't enough. And the teams that win, win because they have one person or two people or three people who not only have that intense desire, but role model. They show everyone else what they need to do. They're in the gym extra hours. They're taking care of their bodies. This is just one example. But what I tell you guys and gals this is because... If you want to, to have change in your relationship, you have to start by role modeling. And it does. It's not passive aggressive. It's not something that I'm talking about. You know, uh, it's not manipulative. If, if if Catherine wants me to do the dishes, you want to know what the fastest way to get me to do the dishes is? I'll tell you the slowest way first. The slowest way is to say, "Hey, babe, can you do the dishes?" <laughs> the fastest way is for her to start washing dishes when I'm watching. Why? Because I know she doesn't like to do them. And so by watching her do them, I'm like, shit, I'm not taking care of my significant other. There's pain associated with that. So I'm like, no, stop. Get out of here. I'll go do it.
0: Mm-hmm. But if
1: you tell someone and tell someone and tell someone to do it, it doesn't affect change. And you, you
0: guys know, like for especially those of you who have kids, like we don't have kids yet, but this this is, we have friends who have children. Um, and a lot of my clients have kids, so I actually help a lot of moms kind of balance um, their businesses and their kids, similar to the way that I balance, um, and I'm not comparing it in any way, shape, or form, and saying that it's as hard or as, um, you know, challenging, but sometimes having a full-time travel schedule is something that I balance with work, so having this kind of work-life balance is something that I talk a lot about, but with kids, if you if you think about your kids, when you tell them a thousand times to eat their vegetables but you never pick up the vegetables, are they going to listen to you or are they going to model you? When you tell them to make your make their bed every single morning but your bed is never made, what eventually happens is that they never make their bed either because they have nothing to model. They don't know what a made bed every morning looks like. Or if you tell them not to curse, but you're always saying fucking shit every two minutes. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with aliens. I don't believe it. Um, I don't believe so. Um, You know, they're going to start modeling you and they're going to start, Cursing. And even though you're saying stop cursing, it's bad. They're going to be like, well, mom, why are you cursing? So um, just like uh, modeling, it's very, it's the most effective. So being a good role model and keeping, as Gabby Bernstein says, keeping your side of the street clean and doing your part is the fastest way to influence your partner brennan i wanted to ask you what do you think now about the stuff that we do and before you get into that what made the switch because it's not like something that happens overnight is there any are there any particular moments where you're like wait a second this is starting to make sense or you kind of do you remember kind of as your awareness started to expand and you started to wake up to the spiritual side of things do you remember any particular moments
1: Oh God, that was a perfect segue. Um, I I think that talking about modeling just fits so well because you start to, as with anything, right? You start to, you start to observe and 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 observe things and absorb raw data from your life, from your experience in the world. You start to absorb that into your um, into your view of the world, and I just started to see things working for Catherine. You know, she was really a, a, quite an accomplished Beachbody coach. She tends to dispute this, but I, I tend to dispute the other direction. Uh, she was quite an accomplished Beachbody coach. So uh, I know a lot of you are, are running, uh, you know, MLMs or, or even Beachbody work. Um, I can tell you right now, this is a little, just a little quip. Um, I absolutely, absolutely uh, think that a significant chunk of Catherine's success came not from what she did with beach body but what from what she learned there's so much that she learned you're all you're doing something right now that is is preparing you for a part of your journey you're not even aware of yet even if you hate your desk job even if you you hate to work out now it's all preparing you for something because Catherine's skills that she learned doing beach body have helped her immensely um so going back to modeling, even when she was a Beachbody coach and then transitioning into her own business, she told me later on that things were harder financially than I was even aware of.
0: Oh yeah, she
1: was in debt. When she we, was,
0: this is important. Sorry, babe. I just wanted to mention when we met was when I was twenty five thousand dollars in debt, earning just three to four hundred dollars a week. So I always talk about that. That's kind of I always talk about. That's where I started because that was essentially my lowest point financially. That's when I was really in the hole, feeling so um stressed out, and I just made this huge lump sum investment in myself, and that's when I told myself like, enough is enough. Like I'm gonna. I'm going to give it one year of my life. Sorry, that's our GoPro filming us for some reason. Brennan's new toy. Um, I'm going to give it one year of my life to really have faith and that this investment's the right, right investment for me. But again, it's kind of scary to check my bank account and see it in the negatives constantly. So when we met was when I was really getting into my money mindset. And so share with them like what how you thought I was financially.
1: I thought she was fine. I thought she was doing just fine. I thought she had money hell, I was coming from a place I had been in a couple, I, I, I had been in a, in a in a relatively long-term serious, not long-term, but relatively long-term serious relationship. Um, and, and I uh, actually was broken up with, which was pretty traumatic as it is always, all you out there that have experienced that. Um, and so I was in a really interesting place where coming from a frugal mindset, I was like, Yeah, let's like go on a date. Yeah, let's split the cost. I was so I was I was so I was so not the chivalrous. You guys sometimes look at me in this life and uh, you see the Tiffany ring and you see the Louis Vuitton backpack I got her. And guys, that's great because that shows my transformation. But to think that Catherine just walked into Prince Charming, uh, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I love this girl immensely. But hold on, I'm not done yet. I I did not come from there. And it came from the, 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 the purest place in my heart because I was just...
0: No, this is important. Can I just say that, like, our first, like, three dates, not the first date, but date second through, like, fifth or sixth, Brennan would constantly ask me to split the bill with him. <laughs> and that was just so, like... I, was, I came from a relationship with, like, a Russian man. And in Russian culture, like, the man always pays. Even, like, I would have to fight with him to pay. Um, and we did eventually end up, like, sharing our finances and stuff. But it would just be like, he would always treat me, always pay for things. And that... I guess I got used to that and my mindset at the time was I was very like no independent woman make my own money like no man's gonna take care of me just like super just like this is my time to become the self-made millionaire that I've always dreamed of becoming like I'm going to set myself up for the future to where I never have to depend on anyone and what ended up happening is that something that I manifested at the time was, you know, working really hard with a man on his money mindset and kind of seeing how the relationship would evolve with someone who's a little less developed. And I was really diving deep into my money mindset work at the time. And it would just like, I would just get so like, I remember just getting being like, dude, you have like, the thing is when I found out how much Brennan made um, per year uh, at his finance job compared to my measly like 12 grand that year or whatever amount that I made. Um, especially the year before, because this is with the end of 2015. I probably made like all altogether in that full year with Beach Body. And I was just like, dude, like I make ten thousand. And of course, he I would never say this, but I was like, dude, I make five uh ten thousand, you're making like almost eighty grand. Like, why can't you just pay like the full thirty dollars for this meal? Like, why does it have to be fifteen each? Like, it would just drive me crazy, but again that's just the mindset that Brennan came from was that, oh, she's fine. And, um, you know, it's well hold on, the,
1: hold on. It's even more guys. Cause I, okay. So first off I was the first rich babe. So for all of you that are out there competing, the rich babe challenge, congrats to you guys. Um, rich babe is a fantastic program. I was the first client. Um, it may not sound like it, uh, at this moment, but I was the first client and, um, Let me tell you, Catherine, one of the problems that or one one of the opportunities that was stemming from this was she wasn't even realizing that she was embodying the rich babe version of herself (laughs) and she was putting that energy out there. And that's what I was sensing. And, I mean, I know that there's probably a ton of you out there who can't even believe that she went on a third or fourth date with me if I was splitting the bill. And I, trust me, I've had that conclusion many times. I live a blessed existence and I am so lucky to call this this lovely, lovely, amazing woman my, my future wife and my fiance. Um, but I, I will say to, to those of you who are rolling your eyes like I wouldn't have stayed around, I don't blame you. But you have to understand that she was exuding an energy that was, "Hey, I can keep up. Hey, I can keep up. Hey, I can I can even do better." Um, and so uh, early on, and this has been amazing, amazing uh, uh, a growth period for us in this money story as well. Um, but it's suffice to say, um, it was definitely uh, a, a early on. It was definitely a, a financial disparity and. Later on in our story, it would become a financial disparity the other way. Um, and the thing is, is that we always stuck with it. And that's, a, I think, a big lesson from this mm-hmm. is that it, there was no amount of money problems in either direction that ever determined our relationship, that ever determined our outcome, that ever determined our decision. Catherine carried me at points um I, I, I can say that I could have carried her earlier on uh, and I didn't. Um uh but I never regret anything in my in my life and I never regret anything in our relationship because everything was meant to happen. If you knock one domino a different direction, the whole stack uh creates a different uh uh effect, uh, if you will. And so um everything was really meant to work out the way it was, even though in the early stages it was Tough for you it to fill your tank with gas, yeah.
0: So uh, back to the original question, like, what are the what are those sparks where you? Like, what do you, how do you see the world now? Like, where is your mindset now? Because you are a believer in the law of attraction and you do talk about manifestation and you totally vibe with me. But what were the switches where you started to wake up? I know it was about role modeling, but what what in particular? Because I remember Brennan used to freak out when I used to make huge financial investments in my business. And then I know that one of the examples you've mentioned before to people, because we've had these conversations constantly with people, but never formally recorded like a podcast like this, or at least an interview. I know we've done a couple of coffee chats in my Facebook group, but we never really sat down to tell the whole story of where we came from um, in the beginning of relationship to where we are now. So what were those sparks that really opened you up to the law of attraction or to be like, well, shit, this actually works. Like Catherine's actually like manifestation, babe, like manifesting is real. What were those kind of sparks for you?
1: Sure. Um, I, I, uh, it it really does go back to role modeling. Uh, It really does. But to move forward from where we kind of left off, if you can't tell, we both are chatterboxes. So I hope that for all you you loyal, uh, we both are for all you loyal (laughs) listeners out there. Um, uh, excuse the, uh, the, the length of this. Um, I think really for me, it was, just tapping little hairline fractures in my certainty model of the world. And so, um, one of the things I see is a significant shift is I was so damn skeptical of Tony Robbins. Like, guys, I went, when I was in high school, one summer I sold Cutco knives. You know, we all have that that one MLM job uh, when we're, like, between 14 and 18 years old. I feel like a lot of people do. I sold Cutco knives for one summer and I went to, like, a motivational speaking event. And this guy was like, yeah, you can make $300,000. Ah. And, of course, I left like, ah. and then, of course, I, like, lost money. And that was about the end of my interest in MLMs, as well as it totally soured my taste of motivational speaking. I I took my experience and I projected it onto everyone, as we often do with judgment. So for me, a huge thing was her tapping uh, hairline fractures in my certainty about motivational speaking and personal development as like, kind of like, false prophets or heresy or, or just unnecessary, uh, fluffy. Um, and it was her helping me find some people that I like to listen to as I give this feedback a lot in the group to people. What do you do to get your significant other to listen to something, find something they like.
0: Yeah. Don't make them
1: listen to Esther Hicks. Don't make them (laughs) listen to Gabby Bernstein. Find a Conor McGregor. I love this. If you got a tough guy who's not about it, just type in Conor McGregor. He's a UFC fighter. Type in Conor McGregor Law of Attraction. Type in Denzel Washington Law of Attraction. Those Denzel Washington is the baddest in Training Day. Okay, and Conor McGregor is the baddest in real life in the UFC. If you got a tough guy and you want to hear about some Law of Attraction just have a bad ufc fighter talking about his drop top bentley he was visualizing as a plumber guys this is the real deal so what she found me some resources that i could resonate with that i connected with the first real time i started to see this was real was was watching tony robbins Uh, I'm not your guru. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Not everyone's a Tony person. You have to resonate with an individual. I just said that. So don't feel forced to love him, but we absolutely adhere to him. So that was really the first big shift where I was like, wow, I am not even living near my potential because I'm not even addressing what's inside. I would say my biggest shift probably came watching Catherine Uh, work with absolute tireless persistence, Uh, uh, the most unbelievable determination. Guys, she was working like 19-hour days. She would literally go to work for for 8 to 10 hours at her secretary job and would come home and absolutely bust tail on her business. She was recording things and writing in like the storage closet at her office on her lunch breaks. (laughs) She was live streaming in the car. No, we do not recommend this. We don't have to do it anymore, but she were parked. Fine. Whatever she wants to say. Um, my point is guys watching that really shifted me because she had such utter faith in herself. It was almost as though I wasn't madly in love with a secretary. Which doesn't even—it's—it's it's not about what her role was. The point is that like, I had such utter faith in our power and our outcome together, even before I went to actual Tony Robbins events, that I couldn't have cared if she was a secretary or a janitor. Hell, I didn't have a job for part of it. I was still looking for a job for part of it. I left my my good my good job for n- no certainty. Um, and when I landed in LA, it took me a number of months. I was catering. I was, it took me almost a full year, no, yeah. not a full year, but, uh, but a good chunk of nine a year. Months. It took me nine months to land consistent, good work. Um, and I mean that, you know, in terms of salary, in terms of kind of status, if you will. Um, but it was a hard stretch and to just watch Catherine grind away and to help her how I could, um, uh, but watching her faith to get back to the question, her, her faith in herself at every single, uh, 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 junction, you know, every single part of her path, her absolute faith was really for me what modeled the, this has to work. This works. (laughs) I just, I,
0: what results did you start to see come alive? Like our, like, uh, especially with the stuff that I was manifesting, uh, is there anything that sticks out at you?
1: Is there anything that well I mean there's Well, a lot.
0: remember how you used to react to my big purchases?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, I've got a great example, guys. A lot of you deal with this. And she probably doesn't even know I'm gonna bring this up. But when she first told me her coaching packages, I was like, oh what? You're what? I was probably a lot of you guys who charge, you know, like $50 or $99 for a session or a hundred dollars a session or $199 a session or whatever it is that you charge, I can guarantee you half that amount and my jaw would have still dropped. I was the worst, the least supportive. I was so afraid that it would, that it was too much money that people wouldn't buy it. And you know what? Not only did she sell it out, she was so fed up with the price, she like tripled it. <laughs> and I, I was like, I thought it was so stupid. And then she tripled it again. and I thought it was so stupid. And the thing was, is that you start to see the outcome and not your presupposed, uh, idea or thought behind it, you can't deny results. Mm. So in your relationship, it's so important. Focus on your results. I mean, and your partner. You know, like love your partner, but focus on your results because if you, no one who's intelligent and aware will deny results vehemently over and over again, they always will overwhelm. Even if for a while you're denying them and you're skeptical of them, a track record of success and outcomes will always overcome.
0: That's a really great point because Brennan and I um, talk quite often about our frustration in our industry of a lot of people who do a lot of talking. And it's really easy for your partner to look at you as if you're all talk right? Nothing drives us crazier than people who just talk like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. And it's always, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And they never have anything to show for it. You guys know someone in your life um, who fits this criteria in this example, but when you are just talking at your partner And just saying, you know, trying to teach them about the law of attraction, trying to tell them that they're manifesting caca if they keep thinking negatively and that this and that and this and that. But I think something more powerful, and think about it, when you see a coach or someone who inspires you or someone who motivates you actually living the things that they're talking about, like actually physically manifesting, actually investing in themselves, actually connecting with others, actually living the lifestyle that they've always dreamed of living and, or at least being on that path, because I didn't just wake up and start traveling the world for a living. Like there was a time where I would talk about travel, but I would always be honest with people and be like, I am working on it. Like I'm so excited. I'm planning a trip for this this time period. This is what I'm manifesting and I would just actively follow, you know, my journaling prompts. I would actively follow my own manifesting rituals. I would stay positive when it n- Literally, there are so many times where it just looked like it would not happen, and that for me to believe it would happen would mean that I'm the craziest person in the world. I've been there. I know what it's like, but that faith, that unwavering faith that the outcome that you desire is going to manifest is part of walking the walk. It's really easy to talk about faith. It's not so easy to practice it. And so walking the walk and then Deriving these results from walking your walking your talk and walking your walk um, is the thing because especially men and especially people who are kind of skeptics, they need to see it in order to believe it. And we know, um, for those of us who are avid manifestors, we need to believe it in order to see it. But if they, if we a really big skeptic, they constantly see you up leveling your life and they see you happier and they see you celebrating your wins. And they literally see this thing that was on your vision board six months ago is now sitting in your house or you're now driving it, or you're now, Flying in it, and that uh, money is literally like flooding into the bank account. Like, imagine how happy you can make your spouse if you decided to pursue your money mindset and actually start to attract money like a legit money magnet, which is what I teach in my Rich Bay program. Um, and all of a sudden, they're like, they just they can't deny it anymore. There's way too much proof, you know. Like, once you see something, you can't really unsee it. And that's something that I'm passionate about teaching women: is that the more you build your manifesting muscle, the more you can't unsee. Like you just get to this point where it's hard to have self-doubt. It's hard to not believe in yourself because you've just overcome so many challenges and obstacles to where the things that you are creating, you just cannot go backwards. Like it's impossible to regress. And so using that to inspire your spouse because positive energy is way stronger than negative energy. And especially if your spouse is negative, you can actually basically envelop them in your positivity. And I know it doesn't seem like that. You know, the typical, the typical mindset and the typical behavior is to get sucked into negative energy, which is really easy to do as well. But if you keep lifting your vibration and keep holding it at a high level, I promise you the positive energy will always outweigh the negative and you'll actually draw them right into your energy and you'll actually inspire and uplift them and empower them, which I think is so much better than you being like, you know what, fuck, like living in the kind of that victim mentality. Like my the reason why I can't live my dream life is because I have no spouse rep- uh, support. The reason why I can't manifest is because my husband is so negative and every time I talk about this like he just complains and he's so negative and he complains about his boss and he doesn't believe in anything that I believe in and so therefore Catherine this is why I can't manifest my dreams and goals and I always challenge that because that is not like metaphysically negative energy is never stronger than positive energy unless you allow it to be so unless you focus on it so hard that your vibration gets lower and lower and lower with that person and
1: you know what the other thing too that i just have to say is it's not your job to figure out the how you don't know how it's gonna happen and that's that's it's your job To not figure out the how, it's your job only to figure out the the what, the outcome. Here's a beautiful. I just I have to share this, guys, because the most beautiful thing happened last two nights ago at like twelve thirty p.m. L.A. time. Um, So two years ago, over two years ago now, actually, almost like two years and what four months is how long we've known each other? How long? Uh, two years in a month or something like that. Two years in a month. Yeah. So, so we, yeah, two years in a month. That's right. So guys, we, we, uh, coming from the Tinder age with kind of awkward, you know, Oh, we connected. Oh, we talked. Oh, we went on a date. Uh, we just kind of decided our anniversary, and it's fantastic, actually. So uh, we decided that our anniversary is um, uh, New Year's Eve. It's Catherine's favorite holiday, and it's special in Russian culture. Um, but we've known each other just over just over two years, um, and so literally, I think it was our I think it was literally our first date. It was in Seattle. We're out in Seattle, and I've told this story. I excuse me if you've heard this before. I've told this story before when Catherine had only like 15,000 followers, uh, so for the 25,000 new um, that we have on Facebook and for the 25,000 new we have on Instagram, um, I hope this is a, a beautiful anecdote for you. We were walking on the street and a homeless person walks up to Catherine and I, and this is our like our second date, it's our first like overnight stay, um, and uh, the homeless person is very, very haggard, and I mean that with all due respect. And uh, asked for help, uh, and and Catherine p- goes in her wallet and she pulls out a twenty, and she gave a twenty to this homeless person, and this person just lit up like like the Sydney fireworks on New Year's Eve that we just were, had the amazing blessing of seeing. I, I this person's face just lit up with color, vibrancy. Uh, it, it, it was amazing and i was horrified because in my experience my lack mindset was no, no 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 no. don't give money to them buy them food you don't want to enable their bad habits you don't want to enable them to buy drugs or buy cigarettes or buy booze give them food spend 20 bucks on food they need food and Catherine, um i was i was bewildered i mean i said why did you do that why didn't you give this the dollar or two and, mm-hmm. and she said something that stuck with me forever she said uh it's not on me. It's not my karma. Is that what you said?
0: said, yeah, I said it's my karma to help people and to be kind and to uh, believe in the best of others. And it's on their karma for what they do with the money because that's not, no longer my control.
1: You know what's beautiful, guys? I totally butchered that quote, but it was the energy behind it that I have a snapshot of. I have no idea what she said, but it was the way that she said it. It was what she said to me, not what she spoke to me that I remembered that's that's a beautiful moment just to recognize right there and so I always was brought up for my family to really take care of people. We used to volunteer at the soup kitchen. We used to, you know, sponsor families. We would always get, my mom would stop at the grocery store and buy bread and cheese and dog food for the people on the corner. We'd always do it, but we never gave money. And so to watch Catherine do that just shifted me in such a powerful way. Have patience, guys. Your, your job is not to figure out the how for your partner because... Two years and one month later, <laughs> we get off the freeway in, in Los Angeles like, <laughs> two, like two nights great. ago on midnight, and, Yeah, and uh, we stop at a light, and um, I, I pull out in a way, and... Um, he I, was
0: like, Catherine, wait here. And no, I... No, hold on, hold
1: on. I actually, guys, I literally drove under an underpass. And I said, hold on, babe. I have inspired action. She's like, what do you mean? I literally flip a U-turn completely and... illegally, risking the $200 ticket. Fuck it. Who cares? And I pull up to a stoplight that's about to turn green right next to the freeway off-ramp. And I say, What?
0: no I was just saying I was on my phone I think I was looking down and he's like babe hold on and I literally thought we pulled into a gas station and when I see we're on the side of a freeway and Brennan just gets out of the car I thought oh he's like something happened to the car like maybe a check engine light came on and he was going to open the front and he just goes around the front runs off to the side and I'm just watching him go up a freeway ramp and I'm just like where the hell is he going? And then I realized that.
1: So I just threw the flashers on the car, opened the door, locked the door really quick because I didn't want anyone to steal my baby girl away because I wasn't about to put up with that. <laughs> um, but when I had gotten off the off ramp of the freeway, I'd seen a homeless person, and the homeless person was sleeping, and they had a cart, and this cart had was full of things, but it had just beautiful. It was, you could tell this person had an element of 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 of, of, of a gratitude for life and an appreciative state, a beautiful state. They had flowers intertwined. They were finding the little things that mattered. And I saw a sign that just melted my heart. It said, uh, don't ever uh,
0: give, up on, give up on
1: your dream or God. And I'm not a terribly religious person, guys, but I'm immensely spiritual person. And what I've learned is that the difference between being religious and spiritual is nothing. It's only who God is. God to me is everything. He's the energy. He's the the, the universe. He's the sky. He's the cars. He's everything. I don't have to, to necessarily believe that uh, Jesus was a piece of God any more than you or I are. Um, but it's just so much that... Uh, God is all around us. And you know what, for someone who was catering in Los Angeles a year ago, who, who basically didn't have work. My fiance was, uh, you know, a secretary essentially grinding it out. And here we are traveling the world. I knew when I saw that sign, never give up on your dream or God. I had this, this absolute moment of like, I'm fucking turning this car around and letting this person know that I agree with them. Absolutely. So I stopped the car, leave my fiance in a running car, lock the door, and I walk up to this person. I try to wake him up because I wanted to let him know that I, I I resonated with that and and he wouldn't wake up. He was clearly passed pass out of sleep. Funny thing was, is I only had two twenties in my wallet. I didn't care. I i can't say I've ever probably given someone a 20 out of my wallet. I've given lots of ones. It started with ones, then it went to fives, then it went to tens. But I took a $20 bill out of my wallet. And that person, either that morning or later that night, woke up next to a $20 bill next to them. And it was because I had modeled from this amazing woman that you always pay it forward. I had seen that behavior. I didn't know. She didn't know the how. She didn't know how this journey would take me to where I would do that, but she modeled it for me. And I think that's a beautiful lesson for your significant other. It's okay that they're not where you're at. We get a lot of emails from people about like breaking up with their significant other, divorcing their husbands. You know what? If you divorce your husband because it will, it will make your life better, because it will make you happier, that's Okay. But don't make it because of a post. Don't make it because you're unsatisfied with your life. Maybe your husband or your or your wife or your partner is the one piece that the whole world wouldn't bet on but you would. Because that's what Catherine did with me and we are where we are because of that. Aww. And so I, I think that you can't always look at a situation where you're unhappy. You have to look at that person you fell in love with. You have to look at that person who uplifts you look at the moments that you loved about them look at the moments where you really were inspired by them and fell in love with them and you absolutely would do anything for each other if that person is aligned with your dream and your vision then then it's your situation and it's your responses and your behaviors and that is no reason to seek a divorce or to break up with anyone that just seeks a smarter a better a more dedicated solution
0: Shit. Mic drop. I seriously think that this is a beautiful place to end this podcast because we made all of our points, guys. I have one last question for you, Brennan, just because Rich Babe is in season and we did talk a lot about money. I want to ask you, how do you see money now?
1: Money is a unlimited resource. It is flowing to Everyone in cascading waterfalls of abundance, we pick (laughs) up pennies, we celebrate them. Listen, my family did not come at all from an abundant mindset around money. Financial scarcity was our religion. Financial scarcity is and was my family's identity. um, And I have broken that. Um, We find the beauty and abundance and energy and the money of the universe in everything always. Um, We spend on things and it comes back tenfold to us. You guys, uh, I was the first rich babe. And let me tell you, my money story fucking sucked. (laughs) So, um, yes, clearly I'm biased. At the same time, be biased. Because your life isn't worth living worrying about money constantly. It's time you start appreciating money. It's time you start finding the things in your life that make you feel good. And by doing that. You'll draw in even more abundance. Whether it's financial. In relationships. With family. With experiences. With just good energy. And good things happening. Uh, Catherine's Rich Bay program is entirely about. Uh, it's a life shift. She is a beautiful example uh, of a life shift. And uh, that's exactly. What you should do. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, babe. So it's been about an hour. I just wanted to thank you for being my, I guess we can call this very first guest on my podcast, very first interview. Um, Again, we wanted to come on and answer the question, can couples vibe on the same wavelength when they are starting out? coming from different directions. And we just hope to serve that as that inspiration that absolutely anything is possible. And no, you cannot force your partner into anything Um, just like you would never want your friend, honestly. So here's an example for me, Um, especially like, and this is nothing against veganism at all, nothing against vegans. I am supportive of any diet that works for you, but something that drives me insane a little bit, I think, Is when people don't know kind of your background and they don't know that you've tried every single diet, guys. I've been a vegan for a couple months before it did not work for my body. I've tried to do the the low calorie, low fat diet, hasn't worked. I've tried every single diet just for like the way that I feel, and the ketogenic diet just works the best for me. But just like you don't appreciate when people just come in and start slapping their diets at you and start telling you that like how shitty your diet is and how you're gonna die on this. Die and get fat and be unhealthy and all these things like just how you don't appreciate that and i definitely don't appreciate it either you and i want someone to come and force a new belief system on you and your partner, even as your partner, sometimes you are coming from this high intention of, Oh my God, he needs to change his life. Like if he only just knew what the law of attraction was and that he needs to start sending out positive energy and he needs to start manifesting things and journaling and meditating and doing all these things that his life would be better. And we have these high hopes for our partner, but our partners, because they are stuck in their own model of the world and we're always in our own little box and we're always looking through the world through our own filters and model of the world in their model of the world you are a crazy person they have no idea what you're talking about and what you're talking about sounds like Satanism or um just it's like some weird religion right and so you want to kind of sprinkle this in and pepper it in but don't come from like a you should be doing this you need to be doing this always come from a hey this is what I've been doing it worked amazing for me and as they see the results sprout within you um and sprout out of you and just start growing and they see this amazing life that you are creating and you're creating for the two of you and for each other that is going to inspire them to be not even even if they don't go full force at least be curious be like that's interesting my babe told me that she's gonna manifest ten thousand dollars this month in her own business and she was so like on fire about it and she made that ten thousand dollars that month like Hmm. That's so interesting. And then the next month she said that she's going to, uh, manifest a free trip to, you know, Europe. And all of a sudden we're on that free trip to Europe. Maybe there is a fucking pattern in here that I should pay attention to. And even if this might not be happening on a conscious level, subconsciously, they are noticing patterns. They are absorbing things and they're going to start waking up to to your kind of awareness of life and your state of awakeness and, um, the model of the world that you now have, and you have now embodied and they are going to grow into it. And if they don't, and if you don't like their, uh, their pace, and if you don't like them how fast they get into it, that is not on you to judge them. Like there's no judgment involved. Everyone has their own journey. I think that everyone is meant for a different state of awakeness in each lifetime. Maybe it's the next lifetime that they're supposed to wake up to their potential. You cannot judge people. Everyone has different desires. Everyone has different um, aspirations and dreams and goals. There is nothing better than... Um, than two happy people together. And if what makes you happy is your crystals and your bath, um, your long bathtubs with essential oils and your essential oil diffuser and your law of attraction books and listening to Abraham Hicks, if that makes you happy, then you're gonna be the happiest version of yourself. And if your uh, partner likes to watch football all day long and he likes to hang out with his friends and then he likes to um, whatever else he does for fun, if that's what makes him happy, then you being happy plus him being happy happy together, even if it's not being happy about the same things in the end will create a better relationship. And I truly believe that the higher vibration you keep yourself, the more you are able to lift up others alongside with you. So that is all for today's episode, Brennan. Thank you so much for being here with me. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and screenshot your screen right now tag me on Instagram at manifestation, babe. And let me know that you listened. Let me know your takeaways. Let me know how you now feel about your relationship. Let me know a little bit about your relationship. Are you kind of starting, you know, where are you at now? Are you kind of where you were, where we were when we first started? Are you guys vibing on the same wavelength now? Tell me a little bit about your journey. And also if you really enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend and leave us a review or leave me a review because it's mostly my podcast um on itunes um um through the apple podcast app or however uh through itunes however you um guys can leave a review that would be so greatly appreciated brennan did you have any last words
1: you guys are fantastic thank you so much for your time all your support we send you all the blessings the vibes the love and light um, <laughs> do, you, all do you hear the time. his language
0: right now like he never said the words blessings love and light and vibe in the same sentence so awesome. Love you guys so much. Have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. I have another powerful, powerful podcast coming your way about the mastermind that starts tonight, um, that I'm in this weekend. So I cannot wait to share that episode with you either. Love you guys so much. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up some extra inspiration on Instagram by searching at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest the magic.